This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. We do something here sometimes called Lost in the Sauce, uh, which is the guys that you know, their game kind of dips a little bit or, or they're going somewhere else. Trade deadline's coming up less than a month from now, and I know you've lived through it on, on either side, man, management as a player. So what's it like for a guy like Risto Ristolainen or Scotty Lawton uh, to go, to go toward a deadline here wondering, and how valuable are guys like that to a team that thinks they can make a run at it. Well, they're extremely important. I know uh, in Detroit every year, if we felt uh, that we were in contention, a real contender for the Stanley Cup, not just a team getting in the playoffs, uh, and you could never have enough depth because you always have injuries. Uh, uh, I, one year we picked up uh, Larry Murphy. I think that was 97. Uh, he ended up being plus 12 playing with Nick Lidstrom in the finals. Uh, the next year we pick up Jamie McCowan. We wanted Jamie McCowan to be our, hopefully our fifth in our fifth, sixth pairing. Well, he and Bob Rouse uh, ended up being in our three, four pairing and uh, dominating the games defensively. So um, especially on the back end and uh, normally in the up front, um, sometimes you maybe need one guy, whatever, but, uh, but yeah, if you're, if you're bringing in an experienced guy, uh, like I said, and both those guys are capable NHL players. Um, you know, and you know, it, it, as long as you slot them correctly, if you don't put them too high in your lineup, uh, they can impact and help any team. So, and you look at the veterans that the, the Flyers have, what's it like trying to get that mix right in terms of, you know, they bring in a guy like Stoll here to a, a player that's a veteran player coming on. Everybody, you always hear, oh, the veterans will help the kids. How much of that is real? Uh, well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, whether you like Chris Chelios or not, uh, when I saw him trying to make a comeback, um, and he once uh, played one year in the, uh, in, with, for the Chicago Wolves. Well, his partner, the year prior, was minus 40. Then he played with Chris Chelios. He was plus 45. Chris <laughs> Chelios retires. And he was minus 50 the next year. So does it make a difference? Yeah. And I, and I used to say a lot of times, like we had a couple defensemen, young guys in Detroit, 
and it was after Chelly had retired, and I said, I wish I had Chris Chelios back just so he could play with a certain guy. And Stahl's one of those guys. They had Stahl in Detroit for a couple of years, and uh, he's a fantastic defenseman. He knows his – when you get a guy who's really sound defensively and positionally, it just makes the game that much easier for his partner. And uh, I know when I was playing here uh, uh, back in the in the late 80s when – uh, our team was starting to dip, and Shell Samuels, Shell uh, Samuelson was a great partner of mine. Uh, but they, everybody else was kind of gone, so they split us up. Um, and uh, they put us with young rookies. And and the reason is just to do that. I think when I went to Detroit, also uh, Brad McCrimmon went to Detroit. So one year I partnered with uh, Konstantinov, another year I partnered partnered with Lidstrom, and Brad did the same thing. And it, what it is, is they're just trying to get you. So you get on that ice and you try to stabilize the game and then you let them grow from there and you, and you build a confidence. And, uh, but once you, and I learned, uh, cause I never learned anything about defense till I became a flyer and it was Eddie Van Imp and Eddie Van Imp tried to teach me how he played the game positionally. And then, and, and I had a better skill set. Obviously he was much uh, bigger, stronger, and tougher, uh, but trying to learn the game positionally uh, from what Eddie taught me, uh, I would work on it every day in practice, and it just made me much better as an overall player. I mean, you're because you're always in the right position now to jump into the offense. You're in the right position to jump on loose pucks. Uh, if you got your back to the play, you're not seeing things. Then you can't you can't make those uh, assessments, and you can't uh, and, and you're going to lose a lot of one on one battles for the puck. And um, and you're not going to pick the right times to go off the ice. So being sound positionally, having your feet up ice, your eyes up ice, knowing where all 10 people on the ice are is vitally important. And that's what really good uh, NHL uh, defensemen do. It's a rarity to do what you did. It's virtually impossible to, to go from a winger to being an elite defenseman. Do you ever look at guys, and even at the NHL level, and, and think, they're not in there, right? They could be more valuable in another position. Uh, yeah, there's a few guys. Well, actually, uh, with the Red Wings one year, uh, we had a couple injuries, um, and Scotty Bowman uh, put Sergey Fedorov back on defense. Uh, I just we were getting ready for some uh, midseason meetings, so we flew down to Dallas. I watched the game in Dallas. Sergey played defense after the game. They said, what do you think? I said, if you leave him there the rest of the year, he'll win the Norris trophy. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, uh, well, he, and some, and Sergey was, uh, very conscientious of his, uh, game in his own end of the rink. And I know as a forward, I mean, yeah, I thought I, you know, it's important to score, but I was brought up where I always took care of my guy. I, I, if I could score a goal, my my uh, opponent, the right winger I played against, if he didn't score, I've, I've won my job for the night. And uh, so, but I was very conscientious of my own end of the rank. And therefore, now when you're playing defense, it's like it's like you work harder not to get scored against than you do trying to score a goal. Uh, you know, then there's other guys, the other end of the, you know, like when I played, uh, played on a line with Wayne Gretzky in the all-star series with you know, so great, I had Gordy on the right wing, Wayne at center, me on the left wing, but, I, but I'd never played with a guy before Wayne wanted to score every single shift. I don't think he really cared so much about the other end, but, but you know, that's my, that was my job. 
uh, and uh, but something that I did normally anyway. But I, the way you just attack, 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 attack. And um, so there's no way Wayne could play defense. But if you do have that uh, mentality of uh, being able to play in your own under the rink, then yeah. And um, no, and it's and what I liked about it as a winger, you could only play 23, maybe 24 minutes a night and still uh, remain effective back in the day. Uh, but you could go out and easily play 30 minutes as a defenseman. So I'd, I liked it. So you're, you're on the ice, you come off, you catch your breath, you're back on the ice again. But Mark, how many, how many people can just offhandedly say I was on a line with Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe? Uh, not many. Well, I, I always I always laugh. So they uh, they had to throw after the morning skate. Uh, they had the three of us together, and they took a picture. And after two clicks of the camera, I just kind of yeah, just ventured out of the frame. I said, I I know what's going on here. So uh, yeah, I've actually, there's a, there's a whole bunch of uh, it was a three game series, but there was a whole bunch of photos and. Uh, there's Gordy and Wayne sitting together and then there's a, a third guy that just happened to be there. Uh, but no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, pre it was pretty special. Well, I don't know if you ever just happened to be there. And in my opinion, the best defenseman ever to play for the Flyers and Hall of Famer. And you go back all the way. This is hard to believe. Everybody talks about the 1980 Olympic team. Team, You were on a team in 72 that won a silver medal and you were 16 years old. How, how incredible was that to be that young Olympics and, and come away with a medal like that? Well, it wasn't because, it wasn't because of me they won the medal. I can guarantee you that. So uh, I had a, a whole bunch of zeros for stats, but uh, I was kind of a, they stuck me on the fourth line energy guy. And uh, my dad was run around and hit as many people as I could do not get scored against. And, uh, but you no, know, basically we, we had a great goaltender, uh, Huffer Christian, we had, you know, the captain, uh, um, Henry Boucher, like Robbie Fatorik was, uh, took care of me all the time. I live with three guys from Boston and, and I just, I was on that team just by freak accident. So the year before in our playoffs in Detroit, I hurt my knee, um, and I was going to need surgery. Had I not done that, I would have been playing in Toronto, making $10 a week and would have been considered a pro and couldn't have played. So I stayed in Detroit. My rehab was going to take me about three months. Um, so I pretty, pretty big cut and, uh, going through that. And then, uh, our junior team in Detroit, the junior wings, we had an exhibition game lined up against uh, against the Olympic team. And that was kind of my target. I, I put that on the calendar as I'm going to get back for that game. And um, fortunately enough for me, they were impressed enough with, uh, uh, that was the only first game I'd played in about six, seven months, but they were happy enough with the way I played. And I got invited into Minnesota and, uh, uh, and, you know, fortunately I earned a spot. Like I said, it was a minor role on the team, but uh, I know that. Hey, I missed I missed school for six weeks as the sixteen-year-old kid, so it was a bonus. That's a, a, a heck of an art to it. An unbelievable career. 